Interstate's jammed with gunners like me, afraid of coming in last. But somewhere in the race we run, we're coming on. Sit down on my knee. 
All right, guys. Uh, welcome to Amateur Radio Roundtable, a show about ham radio, amateur radio, shortwave, electronics, you name it. We'll try to cover it here. Woo, we've had we've taken a vacation. We haven't been live for the last two weeks, and it's kind of felt kind of good just to not worry about you know trying to to uh, do a show here. But we're glad to be back, and uh, we're going to have a little fun tonight, I think, and we've got some interesting things I think to talk about. So let's see, a couple announcements just really quick. Um, if you're out there on and listening on uh, world-famous WBCQ, International Shortwave, you're listening to us on 7490, and it is Thursday afternoon, sometime, somewhere between 5 p.m. and 7 p.m., actually. And uh, we uh, would like to hear from you. Send us an email to tom at w5kub.com, tom at W5KUB.com. Let tell us where you are. Tell us where, where, you know, how you're hearing the station and so forth. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, also, uh, hey, join our Facebook group. It's just called. You can just type in W5KUB on Facebook. It'll bring you to our Facebook group. We've got about 14,000 uh, hams and shortwave listeners in our Facebook group. We're also on just about every podcast carrier out there, from iNet Radio, Google Play, uh, iTunes. Uh, you name it, we're on it out there. And I'd love to hear from you again. If you're out there just listening on our podcast or audio podcast, shoot me an email, tom at w5kub.com. Tell me how you, you know, do you listen to it at work? Do you, are you on the road a lot? Uh, just, you know, give us some input how it's going there. All right, so um, what I would like to do, boy, I'd like to request you, if you would, guys, if you would, Hit that subscribe button. I'm going to help you out there. I'm pointing at it right now. I'm pointing at that subscribe button or somewhere near it. Uh, please uh, please hit the subscribe button. It helps us a whole lot to to uh, get the word out about uh, you know our show and helps YouTube to uh, uh, you know push it out to more and more people that are looking for things show uh, shows about radio and electronics and the ham radio and so forth. So uh, please uh, please. Please uh, do that for us. Hit the like button and hit the subscribe button and uh, hit the notify button. Uh, we're going to try to start coming on uh, in between weekly shows with special uh, little projects and things we're working on. And if you have the subscribe button selected there, you'll be notified when a, you know something new comes on. Uh, and uh, uh, hopefully uh, you'll, uh, you'll get a lot more information about some of the things that maybe you want to see. All right, uh, man, uh, we've been off two weeks. I almost forgot what to do here. Wow. Anyway, yeah, you don't even yeah, know your name, do you? I don't. Even, I don't even know my name. You know, I mean, I, I do look different, guys. I mean, I just hey, I want to make another announcement, guys. I'm not wearing glasses anymore. You know, I wore glasses for 35 years, and I had uh, eye surgery uh, back in October, and I can see, I can see a flea on a dog 500 yards away now guys i mean i don't need glasses for anything wow that's cool i thought my monitors were going bad they were getting so dingy and dull looking i was, I was gonna buy some new <laughs> monitors man now i don't need to they're bright and sharp and crisp and everything but hey if you got cataracts and you're thinking about it man don't think don't think twice man contact me let me tell you how easy it is you don't even know they did anything all right that's my public service medical announcement, I guess, for this year. <laughs> All right, so let's do this. Hey, I want to say hello to Tim 
WB8HRO. He's in here. He's one of our long, long, long uh, uh, members that, uh, uh, you know, that follow us a lot. And he's here just about all the time. And reading, yes, I, hey, I can, I, you know, I used to use a magnifying glass to look at small stuff. I don't need a magnifying glass anymore. Who was that I asked? VA3HF. No glasses needed. I did pay for the upgraded lens where, you know, it gives me the bionic, you know, the far, the medium, the, the, the local. Yeah, and does all it that. make that little $6 million man sound? When uh, you yeah. yeah. Kind of, arr, 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 <laughs> you know, kind of like, kind of, kind of like that, you know, arr, arr, you know. Should have had him do your knees too. There you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like, uh, let's see. Kind of like, uh, kind of like Hambot here. Oh man, I'm so happy. Whew, okay, where was I? Okay, Glenn. Hey, Glenn. Uh, man. Hey, the weather's starting to change here. Hey, before I get into the, go around and saying hello, everybody. I want to make a, I want to make a news announcement here. It's not, not really ham radio, but something has happened today. Maybe some of you are following it. Ecuador's got a really problem down in Ecuador. Hey, Glenn, have you seen anything? No, I haven't. What's Let me going tell on? you what's happened down here. What's happened? It's all over the news. It's all over Twitter. Uh, the cartels, the the uh, the president down here, um, he uh, activated the army because I think the one of the cartel head guys escaped or something. Anyway, the cartels are executing people down here. They went in on a live news television cast. They took hostages of the news people. They've, they've gone into um, all the um, uh, colleges down here and kidnapped like 500 students. Um, they are executing people. They're burning people alive. Uh, the police have been given immunity to shoot these guys. Wow. I mean, th that was given to them today. They're executing hostages. Martial law has been declared in Ecuador. Uh, guys, it's, it's, it's bad down here. I don't know if anybody in the chat room has seen this, but, uh, it's, um, it's, it's like total war down here. Believe me, total war. Ow. And, uh, boy, I'm, Hey, I'm glad I'm not traveling anymore. You know, all my, my, my job for 35 years was to be all over South America, Europe, and Asia. And, uh, you know, I went to a few kind of places that just weren't great. I tell you, Colombia wasn't great. Ecuador, what, uh, Venezuela wasn't great. But now, man, uh, Ecuador, whoo, yeah, just, that does just not sound good. Just be glad you're not there, man. It, it's, it's probably going to get a lot worse, man. A lot worse. Okay. No wonder there's a big rush of people trying to come here. What, what was that? No wonder there are so many people walking all the way to North America to try to come here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's what, 8 billion people. Uh, isn't there 8 billion in the world? Something like that? Uh, more than eight now. Is it? Well, you know, maybe eight billion people want to come to the United States. So I, you know, I'm, we may have to put up fifteen or twenty, you know, guests in each one of our houses. But you know, we got to get that under control. Okay, that's enough of that. All right, hey, hey, Glenn, come in here, Glenn. Tell me what you're doing, man. It's been Christmas time. Uh, we haven't talked in two weeks. What are you doing? What am I doing? Yep. Oh man, I've been doing all sorts of things. I was racing the weather to get the repairs done on my house and I just did um, you know everything finished outside other than some minor things but uh, now I'm focusing inside but in the meantime um, 
had some interesting news. Talked to both of my publishers, uh, ARRL and Elector, over in Europe. And uh, they are both going to be starting to edit uh, the two new books, you know, any day now. Uh, which means that odds are that they will both be available in time for Dayton. And um, looking forward to that. I'm also going to be meeting with ARRL in the Orlando Hamcation here in a month. And we're going to discuss uh, a a couple new books that have been uh, on the drawing board, I guess the best thing you can say, for the last couple months. And no, Mark, I did not get my cobweb fixed, unfortunately. Um, I'm hoping for a couple good weather days, and that's next up on the agenda. There you go. But then, <laughs> not, not not in the next few weeks, is it? <laughs> I I bet I'm going to get it done before spring. Okay. But um, anyway, um, I'm also I just got this notice um, on the website the other day. Uh, I will be doing a brand new Arduino forum at the Orlando Hamcation. Uh, it's Friday, uh, 2.15 p.m. over in uh, CS3. That's the, the outbuildings they have for their forums. And uh, hopefully that'll be a, a, a fun event. Um, like I say, it's an all-new Arduino forum. And uh, hopefully I can get it recorded and uh, get a copy here yeah. so that uh, we can play it here. Uh, so, I mean, it's it's been a busy time for me, even though you guys were off playing Christmas and stuff, I've been, I've been busy. I've been doing some other things. I'm not free to talk about just yet, but I am experimenting with some new sensors. Um, they are actually proximity motion sensors, but they're radar microwave based 3.8 gig radar. And they look for, it's basically Doppler radar at 3.8 gig. That's and cool. so I'm playing with, with that stuff right now. And I'm thinking there's some really cool applications coming out of that. All right. Well, listen, hey, since you mentioned Orlando, um, that reminds me, let me make a quick announcement about Orlando. I talked to uh, Katie this week. Uh, Katie is doing uh, much better after her surgery. She still, you know, has some medical issues. Uh, and she, you know, she's got full-time work now and she's trying to go, she's signed up for, uh, a master's course. That's going to take a lot of her time now. So here's the deal. She's not going to be with us for a while. Uh, she is going to Orlando. So if you guys are going down to Orlando, you'll see Katie down there. Oh, cool. And Katie's going to, she's going to be our reporter and Katie's going to come back from Orlando and is going to give us a report here on the show. So, well, we will see Katie, uh, next yeah, next month here. So everybody, uh, you know, we're just not letting her go. We're she's kind of on leave right now, but I, I I'm not going to let her go. She'll be back full time one of these days. Well, we you keep... you know this is not a good situation. Why is that? You're going to have me and Katie oh. in the same place at the same time. <laughs> well, do you remember the last time we were in the same place <clears throat> at the same time? Mate, was I there? Yeah, I was there. <laughs> I think I was there. <laughs> we went so far off the rails. It wasn't yeah. funny. Yeah. 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 That was a date. I believe we took over the show for about a half hour. Yeah, man. Okay. All right. Let's, yeah, uh, I'll be sure to track her down there. Hey, let's at, say uh, hello. Orlando. Let's say hello real quick to, uh, let's say hello real quick to, to Brett there. Brett, you looking nice and shiny and sparkly. Come on in here. 
Oh yeah, Lowland. I'm in Laramie, Wyoming, and it's looking nice and shiny and sparkly here. We are getting a we are getting blizzard conditions with uh, 80 mile per hour gusts, and I was out in them. I was fixing microwave equipment this afternoon and uh, just all bundled up and trying to stay warm as I went out to the shack to do that. And uh, mm. we mostly got it done. Apparently, animals were out there gnawing on our cables, and uh, we're working on fixing that. But uh, it's warm. I'm back in warm, cozy house right now. So for the moment, it's uh, for, the, for the moment it's bearable. Well, you need to check the uh, the, the the dishes out uh, to make sure the squirrels haven't put filled it up with acorns. Have you seen that video? I have seen that video. That's very funny. So far, yeah. we have had that happen. We have found other strange things in our dishes, but so far, not acorns. Yeah. If, if you guys in the chat room hadn't seen that video, uh, the microwave quit working. They pulled the, what is it, the radon cover, whatever you call it. They pulled the cover off, and about 18 tons of uh, uh, acorns came pouring out of there. The uh, squirrels had uh, stored so many acorns in there that it, it would just it shut it down, I guess. Well, hey, sound like you're having fun up here in the weather. You make a snowman and all that kind of stuff, right? Oh yeah, and uh, well, as for the as for acorns, we don't tend to have trouble with uh, with with squirrels hiding acorns in our antennas. We we have had them uh, gnaw our cables apart, yeah, and yeah. we've had birds gnaw our cables apart. The cables have this stuff inside it inside them that's called floodant. And that's meant to repel water. Well, the cheapest substance they can use to make that is vegetable oil or gre vegetable grease. And, well, the animals like that. Oh, boy. So we have to be careful about that and uh, try to protect our cables. I'm going to be putting some conduit in to protect ours. All right. Well, we'll hear more about that later. And uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's jump by down to uh, Jim here. Jim, we're so glad you're with us tonight. I wasn't sure if you'll be with us tonight. Hey, Jim, give us about a... Give us a one minute or a minute and a half uh, recap on on uh, your condition right now. I know you started your chemo up this week, and uh, we weren't sure you'd make it this week. But I know ham radio yeah. was your life, and uh, maybe, maybe ham radio makes you feel better, you know? Um, yeah, we started chemo on um, uh, Wednesday last week, so uh, the schedule is uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then three weeks off, and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday again, and then three weeks off, and that may run until June. And the problem with the chemo is it um, really kills off the red and uh, white blood cells, so my body's supposed to regenerate new, fresh blood cells. As a result, my hemoglobin is very, very low, and so is my red count. So, in just walking and talking, I can run out of air. And uh, I'm taking some meds that cause me to spontaneously fall asleep. So, uh -oh. Tom, if you're talking and I go, it's it's not you, it's me. Okay, okay. Well, thanks for that warning because one night, <laughs> one right. night, listen, one night, Glenn fell asleep on the show, and I was just gonna say, <laughs> Glenn fell asleep on the show, and we didn't know whether to call nine one one. I don't know if he had a heart attack. We didn't know what happened. You'll be in good company, Jim. So yeah, <laughs> I I was with a group and I fell asleep and I just was head down. And they didn't know what to do. Yeah. 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 So uh, one of them uh, called my wife on the phone. They found her phone. Now, this is a guy in, in the Middle East. Called my wife on the phone. Go check Jim. <laughs> yeah. You're in good company. Yeah, so if yeah. it happens, you're okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. 
But what I need is something attached to my ankle, um, maybe that gives me a little minor shock. Yeah. You could oh, remote I, control. Oh, we, we, we can arrange that. <laughs> hey, you know, I used to have some dog collars that would shock the dog, you know, to train them, you know. And uh, if they went to, you know, you bury a wire in the ground and that, that becomes think, actually an aerial, yeah. an antenna, and they won't cross it. They learn not to cross it. If I could find it, Jim, I'll send it down to you. I'll figure up some way to remote control that thing. Well, I was just <laughs> going to say the ESP32 supports Wi-Fi, so we can do this remotely. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, Jim, we are so glad you're back with us tonight. Thanks. I'm glad you're feeling good enough to be with us tonight. Uh, well, we're going to see you whenever you feel like it. So, you know, you're not obligated. Yeah, I may to... not be here uh, for the whole yeah. the whole time, but I'll do, do the best I can. Yeah. Well, look, hey, you you got something interesting you're working on. You're working on a little tripod antenna or something, aren't you? Yeah, I'm working on uh, three things. One is a uh, YouTube video about, uh, I've uploaded it, but I'm going to put it off. This is a soldering iron that delivers solder to the tip. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, uh, the price, including shipping, $7.88 from oh, yeah. San Diego area. You can't beat that. Um, less hand to solder. Pardon? So you need one less hand to solder. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the solder lesson. that comes with it is not usable, unfortunately. Oh, really? really? Yeah. It's doesn't. It's not rosin core. It's probably it's just a, solder maybe wire. It's, oh, is it? I thought maybe it's acid core for soldering pipes or something. Yeah. <laughs> it could be. I don't think yeah. they. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Okay. Well, look. Um, and yeah. <clears throat> retested the amplifier um, using a new sensor which will be the next video to be finished i hope tomorrow and there's my sensor um and the idea behind it is uh, to sample uh, yeah, screw, screwed on to sample um rf going into the dummy load and then send it to a tiny sa mm -hmm. and look at the second and third harmonics mm -hmm. and and um with the help of some other guys i found out that the second harmonic needs to be down 43 dB. And the core I was using was not the right core. It, it got hotter in a pistol. So changed oh, the yeah. core, rebuilt the box. And that amp is now down 46 dB. So that's good. I'm in, uh, in good shape. Well, that's great. And the other thing that I just uploaded is a video about um, this. And if I don't hit the microphone, this is a, a tripod that would be used to mount lights. Um, yeah. What oh, knew I was going to do that. What makes it interesting is, um, shall I continue with that? Yeah, by the let's way, go ahead, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and talk about this. Okay. But what I wanted to do and what I did do was to turn it into an antenna. Um, the tripod is eight and a half feet tall, so it was like perfect for ten meters. I put a quick disconnect on it. It's got a one quarter twenty thread up here. Mm -hmm. I used an adapter that I made to go from one quarter twenty to three eighths twenty four, and I put the bottom half of a quick disconnect so I can disconnect the whip easily. For those who live in an HOA uh, or doing POTA, uh, in theory you could set this up full extended beyond ten meters, add a whip and be on twenty. Okay. Um, the other thing was how to feed it. And I puzzled over that for about a week. And what I ended up doing was uh, using a, uh, a mobile mount mm -hmm. like this one. And it's the kind of mobile mount that you've probably seen. 
instead of the whip being attached here, uh, I drilled a hole into the tripod through this metal bracket with a 3 24 thread. And the other side of that is the coax connector. Mm -hmm. And then those screws are one quarter 20 screws. And they held the radios as I uh, radials as I tested it. So I think what I will do if I were going to use this as an antenna that would be up and down, uh, put up and taken down, I would use either power poles or um, these connectors that are sold at Home Depot um, that uh, can be used to quickly oh, disconnect yeah, yeah. wires. Yeah. And now you could pull the radials, take the whip off and carry it in. Um, it was really good on 10, pretty good on 15, 20. It gets a bit weird because of the impedance and I'll, mm -hmm. um, I'll probably just let that go as it is. Uh, SWR wasn't bad. Anyway, uh, yeah. it works. And as you might expect, well, so, that's it's cool. all metal. The whole device is metal. So you'll, you, you put what, like, uh, a whip, uh, does it have a coil on it or just, just a, a whip? No, I, I use just a whip. Okay. So a, a CB whip, for example, yeah. uh, would probably work great, uh, to get you on 20 meters. Cause then, then you'd be at about 16 and a half feet. Right. Um, if you had a three foot whip, as I do, you could put a three foot whip on it and that gets you on 15. Yeah, okay. And, and you just no lay, lay, a couple, lay a couple radials out? I did. I laid yeah. out uh, four radials for each band, yeah. band them out as best I could, <clears throat> use the uh, antenna analyzer, shot some pictures of the values that uh, I was getting. And it was pretty good. And I uh, listened with it uh, compared to my 20 meter Yagi, and it wasn't as good as the Yagi, but shoot, wasn't oh, yeah. bad. Well, that's a yeah. pretty quick antenna to put up. Uh, go out to put it. Is. And grab there are it. lots of things. Yeah. There are lots of things that we can use outside as antennas. If you live in an HOA, it could be a metal table with an hunting in it, and you feed that thing, or any number of things. The tripod's a great answer. This one is really good. Tripod was twenty eight dollars. Connector and the other stuff. Yeah. Probably fifteen to twenty. And you got an antenna. And you don't have to use a tuner with that if you use the right length whip that goes on it. Yeah, and I I prefer to have the antenna be resonant. Resonant, yeah. if I you know if I can get there. I mean, honest resonant, if I can. Um, well, it's okay, you know, to use the internal tuner to kind of fine tune it a little bit there. Yeah. 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 So I I got it pretty close and uh, uh, transmitted with it. It worked great. Well, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. You have to give us some reports. Uh, all the DX contacts that you make with it there would need to need to hear from you. Okay, will do. All right. Well, that's uh, that's cool. And you got a video, and you're going to put that out on uh, YouTube. Uh, this one's in process. Okay. Um, uh, I uploaded one tonight, and I'll have two more uploaded in the next couple of days. So the one uploaded tonight was a soldering iron. Next one's going to be tests on the amplifier where I got it down to 45 dB and why the first test I did wasn't accurate. Uh, the, yeah. core, the wrong kind of core material. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, everybody, if you will, man, go, go to uh, Jim's uh, channel. Just, just type in W6LG and you'll find him there on, uh, on YouTube. And 
hey, subscribe to him, help him out. All the subscriptions help him. And uh, take a look at all the videos. He's, he's putting a bunch of them out there, and uh, this will be one of them. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it, uh, Jim. Thanks. All right. Uh, let's see. What else we got going here tonight? Oh, hey, guys, I'm going to talk in a little while. I'm going to talk about tuning a duplexer with the uh, with an antenna anal uh, with a little spectrum analyzer. We're going to do a little of that in just a little while. Um, I thought there might be some announcements. Let's see. Oh, hey, guys, I'm still looking for. I can't believe nobody has found me a a All American Five radio. There were only <laughs> there are only four hundred million of these things. Only four hundred million of these things out there. And somebody's got one in a junk box somewhere in a closet. Look and see if you got one. It's just a five tube. It's the little five tube. You can see them right there, the little miniature tubes, 35W4, 50C5. Uh, don't want it with FM, just the old AM radio. That's it there. Comes in a hundred different looks. Somebody find me one, send it to me, and um, I'm going to convert it to be a AM broadcast transmitter without adding any parts to it. Oh, what? Huh? It's going to be, it's an AM, it's an AM broadcast transmitter. You, and you just turn that dial and find you a clear spot. And, and you can even talk into the speaker and that becomes your <laughs> microphone. We, so it will, I, I will turn that into an AM broadcast transmitter and show you how it's done uh, without any additional parts. Actually, we need one capacitor but I think we can steal it out of the radio somewhere where it doesn't need it. But I'll show you how to do that. I'll even send it back to you and give it to your kids, give it to your neighborhood kids in the neighborhood, and let the FCC come get them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Tom, are you going to Jackson, the Jackson Ham Fest? You know, I don't know. I don't know. When is that? Um, that's going to be uh, February 2nd, I believe. Gee. Uh, let's see. I got it right here. Yes, February, Friday, February second, and the third, uh, in Jackson, Mississippi, February. at the new trademark. Um, I was going to say, if you're not going to go, I will look for you. Okay. Uh, there and in Orlando the following week, I will scour the flea markets, and if they've got one, I'll get you one. Well, and if somebody's got a uh, like a Goodwill. Uh, uh, something like that you know you're you know a lot, a lot of times people donate that stuff you, you can pick one up for three or four bucks you know all right well very good all right uh what else was i going to talk about hey hey just real quick guys before uh before we get into the uh duplexers let me tell you why we're going to tune a duplexer tonight uh as i mentioned in one of the other shows um i've got friends that Wanted to get on GMRS. Now, there's a lot of hams getting on GMRS today. So I never got on it. You know, I've been a ham for 60 years, never got on it. But I've actually ordered some GMRS radios here. And um, the problem is, it's, it's UHF, 462 um, megahertz, 467 megahertz, kind of just like ham radio. And you know how ham radio is. Your ham radio, your handy talk is going to talk about a mile or less. If you can go through a repeater, it might talk, you know, 10, 15 miles. Well, there is no repeater in my town here. <laughs> so I've decided to build a GMRS repeater for the town. Or, you know, anybody wants to use it, particularly my friends. So I've got some GMRS radios here. 
uh, that I, I bought. Um, and uh, I'll be, be working on that. Oh, I've got a, uh, I just ordered me a GMRS antenna. Look at this, guys. I don't, let me see if I can show it to you. You know, an antenna's an antenna, you know. Antenna, you know. It's, but neat deal, it, it uh, actually unscrews here. It unscrews here in the center. It's got some nice uh, brass, looks like nice brass coupling here where it comes apart. I did check the antenna with, with some equipment. So, you know, the antenna, it's got a nice brass uh, connection there. It's got O-ring uh, to waterproof it and so forth. So, um, is that a collinear? You know, I'm not sure what it is. It's supposed to be like 5 dB, 5, 5 dB, uh, you know, 5 dB uh, gain. So, um, I'm thinking it's probably collinear. Um, so, I don't have a tower here, guys. And what I'm going to do, but you guys that know me and Glenn, you know, I've got, I've got 100 foot trees here. All the leaves are off now. And, um, Right outside my shack here, I've got a limb picked out up here at 60 feet in the air. Nice, strong limb. So we're going to take a drone and go over that limb here in a few weeks and drop a fishing line over. I'm going to pull a rope over it. And we're going to pull this antenna up to 60 feet and leave, leave it out there in the tree. Now, there will be leaves in the summer. But, hey, it is what it is. But it'll probably work. A lot better up there than it would down here at 20 feet so we're gonna put it up here uh, it's gonna be probably have a hundred hundred foot run of a uh, feed line I've got some half inch uh, heliax uh, that's being donated to the project so uh, we'll have low loss cable going up here to it I've got the I've got a Motorola duplexer this is what the Motorola duplexer looks like it's um, <clears throat> it's the uh, T T1500, yeah, this is a T1500, uh, uh, 1507 uh, UHF duplexer, and this particular one uh, does cover 450 to 470, and uh, of course we're at 462 here, so we're going to be, uh, uh, we're gonna, I'm going to show you, we're going to do some tuning on this with the Regal Spectrum Analyzer here in a little while. Um, so I'm, I'm working on building a repeater up and uh to get it on and we're gonna see how it does it may be just a total bust it you know it may not work but it's got to work better than nothing around here and uh you know i haven't really followed gmrs uh they're doing all kinds of stuff on here they got all kinds of interconnect uh uh internet interconnects to it they're linking linking gmrs repeaters everywhere uh this just about like ham radio the only problem is you, it's not a problem you don't have to take the test, and the price has now been reduced from 70 bucks to 35. So, for 35 dollars, you get a license for 10 years, and with that license, your entire family can use it. Grandfather, grandmother, wife, uh, sons, daughters—you know, everybody can use it. That one license. Uh, I went ahead and applied for. I have me a Jeremiah's license now. I don't know who I am. I'm something like. WZR W five five nine, I think something like that. Anyway, it's going to be fun playing with it. I've uh, built and owned uh, repeaters since the nineteen seventies. 
uh, and they, they worked very nicely, had great range, but we had some great antenna sites. Uh, I had a VHF antenna up on top of the water towers uh, over in my uh, city where, where it was, and uh, that was 150 feet to the top of the uh, uh, water tank. And then I had a UHF uh, repeater on at the county courthouse, and it was on a tower, a 200-foot freestanding tower. So we had, you know, some pretty good systems, had them for a long time. But when I moved over here, I kind of gave them up, got rid of them. And um, there are no tall buildings in my little town out here. So, um, you know, we're going to see how this works at 60 feet. Well, actually, Tom, you might want to get with some of the Olive Branch guys. They actually ran a survey this week to find out who all had a GMRS license. And yeah. there was a significant number. And one of the guys is building a repeater. Oh, is he? Well, that's, that's cool. Yeah, uh, I can forward that information yeah, hey, to send you. Send me his information because yeah. if, he may have touched base here. Now, there is a you know there is no coordination for the repeaters or anything like that on GMRS. There's only five no. channels. And, and GMRS is channelized. It's like 28 channels or something. Do you need a license for those repeaters? Yes. Well, you, you use your your license. You use your same license. Oh, okay. okay. You, anybody can anybody can put a GMRS repeater on. You have to use your license. You do have to identify every ten minutes on GMRS. Uh but so uh, there is a place. Uh, there's there's internet uh, uh, pages where you can actually uh, look at a city, see where the GMRS repeaters are. There are none here. There's a couple in Memphis, but they're not reachable from here. Uh, also, can, um, yeah. real quick, Mark's got, he found a link, link for five untested uh, All-American 5 radios on eBay oh, for 29 bucks. For five Whoa. untested? Mm. Mm. I think I'd rather take I my chance of the tested one. Yeah, um, I'll see what I can find. But, you know, out of five of them, I could probably get, get them going. I mean, I, hey, guys, uh, man, I don't have tubes anymore. I used to have thousands of tubes. Yeah, I know. We, we all have do. anymore, man. Yeah. So anyway, hey, back to GMRS. So yeah. that's what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully uh, the weather's going to get bad here next week. So probably a few weeks. Uh, I'm building up a little COR, uh, carrier-operated relay circuit right now uh, that will, you know, function between the receiver and the transmitter. Also, when the uh, when a receiver uh, squelch breaks, uh, you know, it, it keys the transmitter. Also, it turns the fan on. We're gonna have to put some, some, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of cooling on the the heat sinks because they're really not made for continuous service. But I think, uh, I, you know, it's it's worth a try. So that's kind of we're gonna, yeah, yeah. Oh, I just had a, had a couple of questions. Are are you gonna put a tone on your repeater, maybe to to keep the noise down? A and, tone. Well, are they required to identify either using Morse code or something else? I know yeah. certain repeaters are. Yeah, uh, uh, you can use the standard tones. Uh, I was not going to put a tone on at first, but you make a good point. I guess if there's noise, like in the squelch starts breaking, it'll be keying it up. Whereas if I have a tone on, it probably would uh, would fix that problem. So, uh, yeah, I could put a tone on. I was just going to leave it open at first. But, you know, the new radios now is all software programmed right into the, into the main menu. You can put any tone on there you want, you know, whether it's the tone coming in or tone going out, you know. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and the uh, repeater ID can be CW, even though it's uh, GMRS, it can, can be uh, CW. And um, I've got several, uh, I've got several commercial uh, you know, repeater ideas. Here's one right here. This is uh, one by, by Raycom. And, huh. uh, you know, you, I've got it programmed already for the call letters. 
Uh, I'll put that in there. Um, got, got the duplexer here. Um, got the antenna. Uh, you know, making some progress here. So we'll keep you guys posted on that. Um, I'm thinking about, that's a CW idea. I'm thinking about maybe putting a voice idea on it. Um, uh, it's not required. I mean, just as long as you ID, you can ID with CW. But... Funny you should mention that, Tom. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I have been experimenting with is there is an MP3 module for the Arduino now. <coughs> so, so you can record your own, and it's like a $10 module. So we could add a voice ID using the Arduino with that thing. Well, you know, uh, I found something probably simpler instead of having to program my Arduino. Uh, on eBay, this, there's so much of stuff out there. Oh, there, yeah. There's, there's, you know, voice ideas. I found some that will record and play back uh, 10 seconds. Yeah. And they got a little mic, a little mic mounted on it. So you press this button, you say this is, uh, you know, GMRS repeater, one, two, three, four, five, let off. And then then it's got just a contact. You can trigger it, you know. It plays exactly. Off. So, you know, I think I, I ordered two of them to play with, probably under $10. Uh, so... Yeah, I'm gonna do something like that. I think instead of the, this, the CW idea is pretty big. Yeah. So, so um, that's that's I mean, kind yeah, of. I mean, we'll it's do. old school there. I mean, you know, and the thing about it, most of the people in GMRS probably got if they hear the CW, they won't know what it is anyway. So. Yeah. You know, <laughs> at least with a voice idea on there, maybe you know, people will know, you know, who, you know, what what the license of the repeater is, you know. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna do that and. Um, um, I'm going to jump into, in just a second here, I'm going to jump into uh, and show you guys. We're, I'm going to get to play with my Regal uh, DSA815 spectrum analyzer. I've got a couple of different spectrum analyzers here, but we're going to play with this one and show you how how we tune these ca these four cavities uh, that's in this duplexer right here and uh, how, to, how, to, you know, how to tune the pass and how to tune the notch and so forth. Uh, this is the Regal. This is the uh, Regal DSA815 that we'll be using uh, to do this. Um, so it looks uh, like a good one. What was that? Looks like a nice. Yeah, it, uh, it, it's it's pretty nice. It only it only goes up to one gig, but uh, it's it's you know it's very nice. Uh, uh, let's see a couple of things just real quick. Uh, t so tonight I want to talk a little about. Um, let me see what this, what I got coming up here. Hey, the difference between a diplexer and a duplexer. Maybe some new people, some young hands may not know the difference. There is a difference between diplexer and duplexer. You know, a diplexer is something that you use like uh, um, on your uh, your VHF UHF uh, handy talk your mobile rig, maybe to go to one antenna. And what it does, it it allows that that UHF frequency go both ways, you know, receive and transmit can pass through uh, that one side. And uh, the thing with a duplexer, it's kind of a one-way uh, uh, cop. Uh, the duplexer, it, will only let, it basically only lets the signal through one direction and out the other direction. And I, just to simplify that, I think I've got a little thing here to show you. So on a duplexer, on a duplexer, which you use, you know, on your repeater systems, this is kind of how a duplexer works. So the transmitter, you can see here, it goes up and out the antenna. Nothing goes backwards. It, only that, that direction that travels. And on the receive side, you can see it comes from the antenna down to the receiver. Uh, the the uh, diplexer, of course, the diplexer is, is 
basically uh, yeah, bandpass filters for different bands, like UHF and VHF, where you can put them, you know, on, um, I guess you could do the same. Yeah, we, they do the same with uh, on HF, I think. Uh, but they, they got to be some really tight filters, I think, to do that. Um, so, uh, so yeah, duplexer allows you to use one feed line, one antenna. You could use, uh, you could use two antennas, uh, but the problem with two antennas is to get the dB separation you need uh, for a repeater. Uh, you, you need about 100 dB uh, of separation. And, 100 dB? Yeah, you need about 100 dB to keep the receiver Holy from desensing. Uh, with the duplexers here, we can achieve right at 100 dB uh, pretty easy. Uh, with with two antennas, and, and back in the early days when we first started with repeaters, we tried the two antennas. And uh, the, the thing about that was you, you put one up high and aim it up, and you put one you put one down lower and you aim it down, and of course, you know, they've got little ground planes on it, and it gives you a little isolation, but even at 40 feet between them, it's going to cause desensing. So I, I, I think the studies that were done back then, uh, separate antennas needed to be several hundred feet, if not more, apart to get the separation uh, you needed. Uh, to run two antennas, so we're gonna. I'm lucky enough to have um, a, a duplexer here. I gave away a duplexer here a couple years ago and a UHF repeater to a local club here, uh, but I did find one in the attic. Uh, this is what a typical duplexer looks like. There are cans. Uh, this is probably this may be six meters. I don't think it's ten meters. It's probably six meters. It's possible it could be two meters. I don't know. Uh, our our two meter repeater had cans like this and um, you can see the inside the can basically it's just a can and it's got a rod that slides up and down to adjust the resonant frequency in there and you got a couple little pickups you adjust and that uh, that uh, causes your 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 band pass uh, there you can get like for, for instance GMRS has a lot of duplexers out there you can get you, you can get a mobile duplexer I'm not sure why, but they're small. Uh, they're um, uh, very, um, of course, they're not going to be near as good as that Motorola duplexer I've got. You can, the, the small size uh, creates some issues, and probably the quality is not you know, as good as, as this duplexer here. So you can see on this duplexer here, we've got a couple adjustments. We've got uh, the knobs there, adjust the pass band, and we've got the you see two little screws with nuts on them popping up in the center of each of the cavities. That is a little um, uh, a little pickup that you, you can slide. Now I'll show you that in a minute, and that adjusts the notch uh, in there. So we'll be using the uh, Regal uh, uh, Spectrum Analyzer to show you that. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, the bottom picture here is the configuration of, of our four cavities. You can use two. You're not going to get enough separation though with it. Uh, we expect to get close to uh, 100 dB isolation uh, with the four cavities here. And uh, I want you to look look at the very center, the center between those four bottom duplexers, and look at that T connector. You see how that T is mounted? You have to look close, but uh, let me see. I can maybe make it bigger here. Let's see. You see how that. Uh, you see how that T is right there. 
you would think, well, why don't why don't each side go in the, each side of the T and you come out with the antenna from the center? Well, I don't know, but according to the manual, this is the way that the duplexers should be hooked up here, and uh, the antenna hooks to the end of that T connector. Now, you will see a picture of the T connector incorrectly, and a lot of people do put it incorrectly, and I'm not sure if it causes any major issues or not. Now, another thing, these cables are specific links uh, for the frequency bands that this this uh, uh, repeater uh, duplexer will uh, will will work with. So, besides the cavity, you've got you've got uh, specific links of these cables for specific uh, uh, band uh, uh, bands. Here's the specs we're going to see on the duplexer. We're going to look at in a minute. I've got the one there on the very far uh, far right. That's the T1507. Uh, right there. You can see it's a 5 meg split. Uh, a couple of these other duplexers go down to 2 megs or 3 meg split if you want to. Uh, receiver isolation, it, it, it's showing, it says, I think it's minimum. Let's see. I think it's minimum. They're saying we'd get 55 dB there and on a transmit 55 dB. Uh, we're going to get more than that. Uh, let's see. Receiver insertion loss, about 2 dB insertion loss. Now, if you look at the other duplexers there in the center, you can see they've got like 1.4 dB, 1.6 dB loss, and they've got a whole lot more uh, uh, suppression. Uh, but I think that's because they are built for a very much narrower bandwidth, like 406 to 430. There's another one 430 to 470, uh, and then 470 to 512. If you look at the T1507 that, that we're going to be playing with, it covers 406 to 512. Uh, with just a few modifications to it. Uh, so that's kind of what we're going to talk about uh, there in just a few minutes. Um, before I do that, guys, let me go back to you there uh, around the room here. You got any, any new things coming up or any, uh, any comments you'd like to make? What's the cue? on something like this. It's got to be incredibly high, I would guess. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I don't know, uh, <laughs> but these things are very, very well built with finger stock and the way that thing slides in and out. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, they use high quality parts in it. I'm sure they designed it to get the most out of it that they could. Uh, I imagine it's a pretty high cue. Hey, I saw, and I'm going to try this for the show one night. I saw there's construction to make these uh, duplexers out of coffee cans. The guy has a, uh, you know, the center uh, <coughs> adjustable rod. He has the... Uh, Is that decaf or caffeinated? I, you know, I don't know what it was. It was, I, I don't know if it was six-pound can or something. It depends on the power rating of your transmitter. Well, oh, you, yeah, know, yeah. you know, I think, yeah. I think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to try it. It, it. it looked very simple to do, so we're going to... We're going to try that. Uh, this is exciting. You're going to try the decaf or the caffeinated? Uh, I, well, I might try I might try a paint can, hmm. latex versus enamel or something like it. I don't know. Try I, Red Bull. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I might, I'm, going to, I'm going to try it there. All right. Yes. All right. I tune, by the way, I do tune, tune filters for the wireless ISP uh -huh. band, which are, you know, 2.4 gigahertz and 5 gigahertz. And those have about eight cavities hooked up in series. Oh, so yeah. Wow. yeah. Really? Yeah, so you have to go back and forth between the cavities. Sometimes you'll spend a couple of hours getting everything right. It can be quite a challenge. Um, but the tricky thing is to get a good impedance match to your antenna. Yep. Because if the SWR, if you have 
SWR that's even one the two, all of that energy bounce ba bounces back through your filters and uh, puts more stress on them, and uh, they don't work as well. And that stays as a common mode current, Brett? Um, it may not be a um, well, no, it, yeah, that that'll be a common mode current. Hopefully, if you if you have if you have any um, anything coming back on the outside of the coax, you can ground that out. Okay. All right. Hey, before I jump into that, just uh, let, let, me, let me do two more things here real quick, guys. Man, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, I, I want to tell you what's happened to W5KB113. I think we, we're we not getting reports anymore. Uh, we set records with it. We've been flying now for 450 days. This is a 32-inch, basically a 32-inch party balloon uh, with the a homebrew tracker. And uh, you guys have seen, let's see, you guys, let's see. You guys have seen the tracker we fly right there. Seven point, the whole thing's 7.1 ounces and it will talk 7,000 miles. And every 10 minutes we would get a report where this thing was. So uh, what happened? I think the UV uh, light has destroyed it probably. Uh, it was getting where, and, it was getting where we, you know, we're supposed to get transmissions every 10 minutes. It was getting where our number of transmissions per day were being reduced. And, um, and then it was getting to be where they might go two days without hearing from it. And maybe the next time, three days or four days without hearing from it. And uh, uh, it just uh, started getting worse and worse and worse. So I think the UV got it. I think we're still flying. I think 113 is still flying. It'll be up around 480 days now. But um, we can only claim 450 days of flight because, you know, that's the last report we got. But I can guarantee it's still flying. So it looks like we made about, I don't know, about 30 t times around the world with this balloon. Um, and, um, of course, most of the flight, and this is very unusual. We started out in the northern hemisphere. Normally, they will not cross the equator. But this one did. It crossed at Africa, went to the southern hemisphere, and, and flew down there for about 11 months. And then it came back up to the northern hemisphere, and it did another uh, uh, lap or two. So there's about 30 laps. You know, the circumference of the Earth is a, is is about 28,000 miles, meaning, it's, you know, if you'd flown around the equator, we would have flown maybe uh, 780,000 miles. But uh, uh, since we were flying at lower uh, latitudes, I, I would imagine that we're probably flew half that maybe 400,000 miles you know so i don't know we're gonna we're gonna get another one in the air pretty soon uh nobody's been able to run one on a battery yet just because the batteries will not operate at the temperatures up here at minus 40 celsius or minus 40 fahrenheit uh, i did have some special batteries built in uh, uh china uh i just got them uh in this week and they claim they will work at minus 40. So we're going we're gonna to try to get something back in the air, and we're going to see if we can't get 24-hour transmissions instead of just during daylight hours. So that's where we are, 113. hate to see it, but I have faith it's still flying. It did really good, though. Yeah, My it did. My gosh. It did. That's amazing. It did. And 113, 113, I mean 112 right before that, it flew 320 days and started acting the very same. We were starting to get reports every three or four days, and you know it got further and further apart. So, but each day, each time, you know, we wouldn't hear from it for a week, and then we'd get a single report. 
but each time the altitude was still right up here at 49,000 feet every time. So I think it's still flying. Uh, I think it's still flying. Okay, hey guys, we'll be right back and we're going to get right into the duplexer tuning uh, and playing with the, uh, the uh, spectrum analyzer here. So everybody just stand by a second. We'll be right back with you. Keep your competitive contesting edge with ICOM. ICOM's high-powered base stations cut through the pileups, letting you work the bands and record those contacts. Contest from the comfort of your home or remotely with the RS-BA1 app. The IC7851 gives you a new window into the RF world and is HF excellence unparalleled with faster processors, higher input gain, higher display resolution, and a cleaner signal is truly the pinnacle of HF perfection. It has dual receivers, digital IF filters, high-resolution spectrum waterfall. The IC7610 is a direct sampling software-defined radio that has changed the world's definition of an SDR transceiver. Features include RF direct sampling, 110 dB RMDR, independent dual receivers, Create your own band opening with the IC9700. This transceiver brings direct sampling to the UHF-VHF weak signal world. This all-mode transceiver is loaded with innovative features that are sure to keep you very busy. It has fast processors, higher input gain, higher display resolution, and a cleaner signal. Included are real-time high-speed spectrum scope and waterfall display, smooth satellite operation satellite channels, dual watch operation, and full duplex operation in satellite mode. The IC7300 is the high-performance innovative HF transceiver with a compact design, and it will far exceed your expectations. This innovative HF transceiver digitizes RF before various receiver stages, producing inherent noise in different IF stages. The IC7300 changed the way entry-level HF is designed. Features include RF direct sampling, 15 discrete bandpass filters, a large 4.3-inch color touchscreen, real-time spectrum scope. For more information on ICOM radios, visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur. All right, we're back, and, and hey, Jim just informed us he just committed a glen. I think he fell asleep <laughs> during the ICOM deal, so I don't know, man. All right. Are you awake? Uh, sorry, Are you awake now? I'm sorry. Right. You awake now, Jim? Uh, what is, uh, some of the meds that I'm taking are really, really powerful. Yeah. I'm taking chelation things and other stuff. And what it's, uh, I, I, I'm not allowed to drive anymore uh, because I spontaneously fall asleep. Yeah, and I'm usually good. pretty good during the daytime and then come for a second. Uh, my wife can be talking to me and I'll fall asleep and she, Oh, that's, that's uh, the other night you couldn't wake me up. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't, couldn't get. I was in such a deep sleep, but the uh, oncologist says that's okay. Oh, sleep yeah. is good. Oh yeah, yeah. So I think I'm going to beg off for tonight. Okay. Um, I don't want to embarrass anybody. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to get into some fun stuff here with the with the tuning of the duplexer next. You'll have to pull it up on uh, YouTube and, and look I, at I it. I do want to see that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we're going to jump yeah. right into it. If you need to go, just to, you know, go and hey, man, we're glad you're with us tonight. Uh, stay Thank as long you. stay as long as you can and pull it up on pull it up on YouTube. Okay. Sounds good. All right, man. All right. So let's get into the let's get into the duplexer just real quick so let, let's uh, let me let me see if i can bring it up right now and all i gotta do is figure out what button to push here 
Okay, here we go. Let me bring it up here. That looks pretty good. Oop, man, that didn't look good. Okay, here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, right there. All right, let's walk over to the workbench. And this is the uh, duplexer we're gonna to tune today. Uh, we're gonna to be tuning the, the band pass and the band reject on all four of these cavities here. This is a Motorola T1507. I looked it up on the internet here under the Repeater Builder website, T1500 model. And let's look at the specs real quick here. Let me pull it down here. You can see this, this is very extensive. It has all the information in here about it. This is the configuration that we're going to be, uh, our final configuration with four cavities. Okay, and then let's see. Uh, inside there is a couple of things we're tuning. These are some stubs that will actually be moving to uh, tune the uh, the reject uh, frequency and let's see what else we got here here's some of the waveforms that we're going to be looking for right here and the amount of attenuation that uh, that we get and you'll see that on the spectrum analyzer here in a minute let's look at the specs real quick on this thing if i can get there here we go uh, we're going to be doing the T1507 right here. If you look, it's a 5 uh, meg wide split. Uh, minimum, let's see, receiver isolation. We just talked a minimum about of about 55 dB. It covers the range. And we didn't have the equipment back then that we have today. For instance, to really do this right, we need a spectrum analyzer and tracking generator. Well, many of you probably have the Nano VNA. Uh, it, it will do the same thing, but this little thing is so complicated for me, I can't work it. So instead, today we're going to be using the Regal DSA815 Spectrum Analyzer with the tracking generator. And we're going to set that up to tune these cavities. Now, uh, we have four cavities here. Two are for the receive side, two are for the transmit side. And the, um, the repeater split is a five meg difference in frequencies. So right now what I'm gonna show you is just the, we're gonna, we're gonna tune the uh, receive frequency cavities. And the tuning is the very same for the, um, uh, for the transmit cavities. So let's do this. Let's uh, hook the generator up here. Well, first of all, we need to do the cavities individually and then we'll connect them together and then we'll kind of fine tune it. So I'm going to take off the connector here. And here, um, since this cavity is a passive cavity, there's really no in and out to it. So I'm going to take the, take the uh, signal generator cable right here. We're going to go into the, we're going to go into the uh, cavity here. And then the receive cable here off the uh, off the spectrum analyzer. We'll put this in the other side of the cavity, right here. So I can reach down in here. It's kind of crowded. Okay. So we've got our signal generator 
going in one side and we've got our uh, spectrum analyzer on the other side. Let's set our spectrum analyzer up right here. So uh, we know our frequency is going to be 462.55. So I'm going to put frequency in here, of frequency, center frequency of 462.55. And it's megahertz. Let's do a start frequency of uh, something below that. Say, we'll say 450, 450 megahertz. And we'll put our stop frequency of, say, 470 megahertz. So that's going to give us a, a look at the cavities from 450 to 470. And uh, we're, going to, we're going to see how the cavities tune. Let's turn the tracking generator on. So let's see, generator, tracking generator's on, uh, 0 dB, okay. All right, so we're generating now, and you can see um, it, it, there's our 0 dB reference line. We're transmitting with our signal generator at 0 dB. There's our 0 dB line. That's the signal strength of the generator. You can see right there, it's almost out on the line. Uh, but we need to we need to um, we need to try to tune these cavities. So let's do this. Let's put the um, let's put the center frequency. We'll go marker or let's see marker. Uh, the, the frequency we want to pass on this one is 462.55. So I'm gonna key. I'm just gonna key it in here. 462.55. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Okay. We're keying in right here. 462.55. Well, 462.5. That's good enough, right? Yeah, just for, for demonstrating this. All right. Now. Okay. We go marker and uh, normal. 462, we need to be on 462.55. That's good, 462.56. Let's turn our marker on here. Okay, so I've got this marker, this little one here is our marker. The 462, it said, see, I can move it back and forth. Right now I've got it on 462. I want to put it on about 5.5. Five. 5.6 five, is good enough for now. You can see we're passing here. We're actually rejecting here. So let's do this. Let's turn the cavity here. This, uh, we're going to adjust this cavity a little bit by just turning this right here. And we should be able to move that, that uh, bump over to where that one is. So here we go. You can see it's moving over. You can see it's moving over, moving over. And here's our attenuation uh, or the loss of the duplexer. Now, right now we're losing 7 dB. Uh, through our duplexers. Let's keep coming. Look at here. We're bringing our our cavity over to our frequency we want to pass right, right, right there. And uh, the difference between what our generator is putting in and what our cavity is putting out is only about 1.48 dBm. Okay, so we've got that one kind of peaked. Now, Five megs up at 467.55 uh, is our uh, received frequency. So that's what we want to put here on a duplexer. 
So I'm going to move this frequency to 467. 467 like 55 five, five, six. There's there's 467.56. So we've set that one properly. There's where we need our notch there, but our notch is down here. So to fix that, to move that notch, we've got to move this little this little uh, tab that's inside here. Just by it, listing it and sliding it like this. It's kind of hard to do. Um, so let's watch the meter up here now. And I'm gonna slide this and we're gonna try we're gonna to try to get that notch right on. We're gonna to try to get that notch right on the on the frequency. It's real touchy. All right, we're we're close there. Uh, what I'm gonna to have to do is this. I'm gonna to have to kind of bump it. I'm gonna put me a nut driver over it. I'm gonna just kind of tap it a little bit. I've got the thing kind of just a little tight, but I'm gonna bump it now. Ah, if you'll watch here on the meter up here now, as I tap it, you'll see we're changing the frequency slightly. See, we're off frequency. I'm trying to bring it down on frequency. All right, that looks pretty close. Oop. That looks pretty close right there. So, all right. So what we've got now is we've got this notch at 467.56. Let's go 5 megahertz uh uh, up or down. We're going to go to 462.56. Right there. All right. So I'm going to turn the knob and try to peek out again just a little bit. I see we have an assertion loss of uh, about a minus 0.1. Let's see if I can make it any smaller. Oh, there's 0.4. Mm, 0.5. Okay, that's probably as close as we get it. If you remember the specs on the on the, uh, the the manual said 2 dB, a minimum of 2 dB, a loss. So we're real close there. I'm gonna go back since I turned that. I'm gonna go back real quick to um, to our other frequency. It's uh, five higher, five megs higher, which is the 467. We're going to see we, we moved a little there. So I'm going to readjust it. I'm going to readjust it a little bit. Trying to move it down. There it came down. Okay. All right. So it's kind of a back and forth deal. It's kind of a back and forth. Let's go back up to uh, 467. 467. I mean, a 462. Uh, five six okay okay that's pretty good let's look at the delta now this delta pair all right this is going to show us in db if you'll notice now we've got a one r up here for our marker and on delta i'm actually able to bring another marker down you can see a little one coming down right there and we're going to bring that down to to here and you can read the difference in the frequency right there you can see five five mega five mega cycle five mega megahertz difference. There we go. Uh, and and that cavity right now is giving us about 44 dB uh, of isolation. Okay. Now we've got that one done. Okay. All right. So 
that's tightened down. So what we're going to do is we're going to real quick, we're going to tune the other cavity just like we did that one. We'll put this up back. Um, ah, I almost put it in the wrong place. So as mentioned, uh, the cavities here are pretty critical. Uh, the length of these cables are actually uh, very important. And um, they have to be the right length to make everything in here work right. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna just do the same thing to the second cavity. Really quick here. We're gonna take our uh, generator. We're gonna we're gonna go in one side. That's a stiff uh, piece. It's a little hard lines. What it is. All right, we're gonna take our spectrum analyzer. You need to get those tight. If you're not tight, you'll have DB loss there. So, okay, there's our spectrum analyzer. We're going to end our spectrum analyzer. All right, let's look at it again now. Okay, so this, this cavity is not tuned. Um, again, we want to pass 462. There's our pass right there. You can see. Let's see what our pass is on. Yeah, it's not good. Four, I'm going to put this marker down at 462. Right there, and we got to move this this uh, filter down to this frequency right here. So I'm going to turn the big knob here on the on the uh, on the duplexer. Okay. Now, if we look at the scope up here as we're the analyzer as we're turning it, you can see I'm bringing the frequency, the pass frequency over. It's coming over. It's coming over, over, over. I'm still turning it. So right about right about there we're passing uh, the most signal and zero is our reference and we are at let's see what we're at let's look at something here okay uh, all right that looks good now let's go to our let's go to our reject frequency which is going to be the 467 five six right here so so our our cavity is not tuned for reject here so i'm going to tune i'm going to move this little stub again right here i'm going to move this little stud right here and the best way i found is to snug it down and put something over it like this and just kind of tap it uh, to move it all right oh all right, and if you look up there, again, that little one is right on frequency. So I'm going to tap it and try to get that one right on the notch there. There we, there we go. That looks like that, that looks like it. We're going to go back now. We're going to go back here, and uh, we're going to um, we're going to repeat. Uh, We're going to repeat this. Um, looks like we're pretty close. 
And then we're going to go back and look at our notch one last time on that one. Put our notch back on on 167.556. And uh, if you look here, we're at 5 mega, megahertz split from here to here. And uh, minus 45 isolation there. Let's look at... Um, Let's look at the delta pair again. So, let's see, delta pair. Oh, I was already on it here. Yeah, we got about a 45 uh, dB uh, isolation. Okay, now. Okay, so let's put the two cavities back together uh, in series with each other. We're going to just put them back in line here. So this is the uh, this is the transmit side. These two are the transmit side, uh, 462.55, and uh, we're going to um, we're going to see how the two work now, tied together, and see what kind of isolation we can get. Let me get this in here. You might think that's funny. That's the wrong way for the T connector to be in. But uh, I've looked that up, and this is the proper way for that T connector to be installed on this duplexer. All right, let's do that. Let's hook the fill one up right here. the other cavities are in line now the the uh, uh, received pass cavities are in line I've got a dummy load on here just so it'll be terminated right here all right let's look oh look up here now what we've got here uh, Wow okay so hey here's our pass frequency here uh, and then here's our reject way down here so uh, right now we're showing almost 88 almost 90 DB of rejection you know each of the filters was showing about 45 earlier so let's um, let's see if we can fine tune this a little bit. Um, I want to be I want to be right on this frequency here, 467. Um, oh well, we want to pass the 462, 462. That's what we've been adjusting, 462.56. Okay. Uh, and we're showing about 3 dB, 3.7 dB of isolate, uh, of loss in the duplexer there. Um, that's not great. Uh, and if if we look here though, we're off. We're off here. If we move the frequency to our peak here, you can see this is coming down here. That's that's three, 2.99. But look at the frequency. We're down at 462, 266. So let's put this. Frequency back on 462.5566. Let's see if we can move this pass over. And I'm going to do that by just trying to fine tune the knobs here on the analyze, I mean, on the uh, thing. Yeah, that's not doing much. Oh, that one did. That moved it over a little. Yeah, we're down to minus, uh, two, 290, so that's pretty good. Let me touch the other one up a little bit. I'm going to watch this number right here. I can't tell too much about the 
the peak there, but I'm going to watch that number. 277, 28. Okay. We're going to leave it right there. And still fine tuning, barely turning. We're going to leave it right there. Let's check this notch here again, right here. Uh, so let me get, take the frequency back down to to the 467. Uh, 467. This is 467.56. Uh, See, we're off a little right there. I'm going to try to adjust those notches again. It gets really critical here. And it don't take much movement. So I'm just going to tap those little uh, things again. Let's see. I think it's coming down a little bit. Maybe. I don't know. Let's see. Let me see if I can get the other one. There's two of them here. Wrong way. I think I think that's it right about in there. So, wow, look at that. And if you look right up here, our duplexers now are giving us about 95. Uh, let's go to this. Let's go to DB right here. Uh, let's see between that marker delta. Gotta make a couple of adjustments here. Okay. Yeah. Right now we're seeing between our pass and our reject, and our reject is off a little bit. We're showing about 92 uh, dB rejection. Let me see if I can get it a little bit better. It's, it's, it's getting touchy now. Wrong oh, way. Making it worse. Oh, making it really worse here. Tapping that over a little bit. Hmm. Try moving the other one a little bit. touchy really touchy all right I'm gonna leave it 90 DB right now I'm gonna touch the knobs up the, the actual thing just a little bit to see what happens here we're so close 94 we're at uh, 94 uh, DB 94 well 92 93 94 Alright, and just quick tuning, that's about as quick as we can get it. But as you can see, our duplexer now, we're passing at uh, our, our uh, receive frequency and we're notching out our transmit frequency down here. So we do the exact same thing. We do the exact same thing here. We do the exact same thing here with the other two cavities, except we, we reverse the two frequencies. It's going to look just like this. You're going to have a pass and you're going to have a notch. 
And um, so, again, we'll adjust the knobs. We'll adjust the little tabs right here that will slide in and out and adjust these two. Go. Okay, so you can see how uh, handy a spectrum analyzer with a tracking generator is for tuning cavities and things. And it brings to mind, you know, a lot of people might want to just cut a quarter wave open, you know, for a filter. So let's test one real quick. So I'm going to take the spectrum analyzer here. Look, I've got just a piece of coax here. Let's, let's, it's open on the end. Let's make this, uh, let's make this a filter. So look, let's go over here real quick to, to the uh, computer here. I want to look at a couple of things. Oh, this is interesting here. Um, let's see if I can get it where you can see it better. Okay, uh, you can see right here the you can see the T adapter right there, and you can see coax to the antenna and coax say to a receiver, and this is the uh, stud right here the that we're going to be cutting here. It's a quarter wave length. Uh, open in so let's see if we can do that for oh and, and look another thing you got to do this this distance right here has to go to the center the distance here has to go to the center of this connector it can't go just to the end of the coax a lot of people say when you uh when you cut this coax measure to the end of the uh, connector well if you use a t you're going to have to go up to the center of the t because that that becomes part of the length of it all right so let's do this I don't know what frequency. I have no idea what frequency this is on. But let's do something. Let's do a quarter wave matching stub right here. And this uh, website's pretty neat. You know, let's let's put a frequency in here, say uh, 100 uh, megahertz. 100 megahertz. We know the velocity factor on this cable is uh, 0.66. Um, see, I need to clear clear all this. Let me see. How do I clear this? Well, let's see what happens. Okay, so we're gonna. I put a frequency in of 100 megahertz right here. Velocity factor 0.66. It, yeah. All right. So I we had a wrong number in here. So we're gonna set our frequency at 100 megahertz right here. We did a calculate, and it says our length of our quarter wave stub should be point. 495. Now, this is European. They use commas for periods. I learned in my, my job over the years. So, uh, 0 0.495, 0 0.495 meters. Let's put 0 0.495 in here. 0 0.495, and that should give us 19.48 inches. 19.48. I'm gonna write that down right here. 19.48. All right, 19.48 inches to the center should give us 100 uh, megahertz filter. So I'm going to short it out. Let's measure 19.48 very quickly from the center, from the center of that uh, T. 19.48. Yep. 19. All right, about there. 19.5 right there. All right, so I've got 
I bet you it's not going to be 100 megahertz. I bet you it's not. Notice our end is open. And again, we're using RG58 uh, coax. Uh, you get a much better filter if you use something like RG213 or LMR400. Okay, so we cut this at 19.48 inches long. It's open on the end. And our, our uh, calculation says that should be a filter for 100 megahertz. Let's put it on the spectrum analyzer and see how many bit it's going to be on 100 megahertz. How many think it's going to be there? Well, we're going to find out. I don't think it's going to be there. I think it may be long, uh, higher. I think it may be... I don't know. I'm guessing 110. I'm guessing 110 megahertz is where the filter is going to be. So what we're doing here, we're just putting this T in. We're putting this T in right here. So we're coming out of the uh, tracking generator. We're going through the T. We're going back to our spectrum analyzer. On the T here, we have our 19.48 inch open quarter wave stub. Let's see what the spectrum analyzer says it is. Uh, I'm going to set the I'm going to set the uh, let's see what I'm going to set. I'm going to set the start frequency. We're going to we're going to scan this. I'm going to set the start frequency about 50 megahertz. 50, and I'm going to put the stop at, say, 150, 150 megahertz. Hmm, I see a dip. I see a dip. But let's see, is that going to be 100? I don't know. I'm going to turn the marker on, and uh, we're going to bring the marker down to that point. We're going to see. I'm bringing that marker down, and as you notice, it's changing the frequency here. Ooh, look, we're at 117, 115. Bring it down. 113 it looks like it looks like when we cut that uh, quarter wave opening the stud it is at 112 megahertz all right so look we wanted 100 meg we wanted to uh, we wanted it to reject 100 meg signal so let's do this let's trim a little more off and see if we can bring it down to 100. So I'm gonna cut off about I'm gonna cut off about a quarter of an inch. All right, I cut off a quarter inch. Uh oh, you know what? I took it the wrong way. I should have made it longer. I knew that. I knew that. Now we now we're uh, we're filtering at uh, 114. Uh, okay. Let's just say we wanted to filter at. Uh, uh, 120. We wanted a 120 megahertz filter. Let's just cut a little off till we get to 120. I'm going to put this at 120 right here. See the frequency? I'm going to go up to 120 right there. All right. See where the one is right there? So our 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 notch is below that. So I'm going to just keep trimming off. I'm gonna keep trimming off until I get up to uh, to where that one is right in the notch there. So here we go. Here's the there's an eighth of an inch. Ooh, it didn't take much off. There's another eight. 
Did it take any off? I couldn't tell. I'm going to take a half inch off. Oh, look, a half inch is getting closer. I'll take a quarter inch off again. I'm going to take another quarter inch off. Look at there. Now our filter is at 120. So you can see it's not here. Now, the, the interesting thing is, it's only a, about a 23 dB notch. So that's not a whole lot, but it might help if you've got interference coming in on from an antenna. You could put a stud on there and you could easily get maybe 20 dB of isolation on that signal. Now, what you could do is go one quarter wavelength more this way and put another T here and you could put another quarter wave stud stub right here and uh, you could probably double that so you'd get about you'd get about 40 dB but anyway that's that's kind of our uh, experiments on uh, cavities duplexers quarter wave open uh, studs so stubs so hope you enjoyed it all right guys I don't know why I kept saying studs I knew it wasn't stud but that's what the word that was coming out hope you enjoyed that um, I was just just a quick uh, tune of the duplexer I'm gonna have to touch it up and go through it again just wanted to play with the uh, spectrum analyzer and show you how much fun uh, we had uh, with it all right Looks like Glenn's still awake and Brett's still awake. Yeah, that was actually kind of interesting. I'm still curious about why the T connector is done that way. I, I mean, I can't think well, of any electrical reason why it know, would have to be that way. Well, let me see. Let me get a T here. Let me get the T if I can find it. There's one. And uh, let's see, because you've got to measure to the very center there. You can't just measure the coax cable. So let, let's just see if there's a difference. Uh, I'm going to try to go from here to that end. Looks like about three quarter. Ah, well, hey, I can tell you why. I can tell you why. From the T up, it's about um, it's about one inch to the uh, to the center conductor. Going this way. It's about three quarters of an inch. Yeah, but can't you just tune a little differently and get it? Well, I don't know. You know, as I mentioned, those cable links were all, they were they were all cut specific links. Yeah, to, I to, mean, I would know. think that you should be able I, to. I, yeah, I, you know, I would think it would. I, you know, I think that would optimize things to do it the way they say. But because not all T connectors are that way yeah. either. You know, I I, I I could probably put this T on here, and I'll, I'll do that this week. Because I, I was going to say, I can probably grab a T that's equidistant on all three. Yeah, so I'm going to check it again. It probably wouldn't make a hill of beans difference, you know? My thinking. Yeah, yeah. but I was just curious about yeah. that because I've never, I, I actually Googled it while you were going and I didn't yeah. find any, any yeah. relevant hits. Yep. All right, let's see. I'm going to tune to. And so they, they can't really size the cable exactly anyway. <clears throat> have no idea of the cue. Yeah, that, but I mean, overall, that was cool. I'm jealous of your tracking generator. I don't know if my spectrum analyzer has that. You know, I had a really good, um, 
spectrum analyzer here. Um, the unit knew was about $27,000. It finally went bad, and it would probably have cost thousands of dollars just to fix it. So I just bought me the, the, the Rigo. Now, Rigo is about, it's decently priced. It's, a, it's right at, a, I think it's about 1000 I do have a Hewlett-Packard um, uh, spectrum analyzer over there. Uh, it does not have a tracking generator in it, but it's good to see things like, you know, uh, power levels and things like that. It just it, uh, it doesn't have the tracking generator. The tracking generator is just really neat. It from zero for, to one gig, it just it tracks perfectly. You know, the entire distance, and uh, you can you can see where is it. You know, at any time. So. Yeah, sure. you're going to make Pretty me go good. dig mine out of the closet and see. I picked mine up at uh, the auction of the old ITT oh. uh, electronics yeah. places. Yeah. I mean, it was a nice-looking analyzer, but I don't know if it's got the tracking generator it, or not. Well, it may have it. That, it that's good to have. Really good I'll to whip have that it. thing out in the morning and take a look. Yeah, okay. All right. Hey, guys, you've been listening to uh, Amateur Radio Roundtable, if you're on shortwave on uh, WBCQ. Uh, our show is live, our video show is live on Tuesdays at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time on W5KUB.com. Uh, if you're listening out there on shortwave, you're listening on Thursday afternoons, and uh, we really appreciate you joining us here. Hey, be sure and click the uh, um, subscribe button, if you will, uh, to our channel here. It helps us out a whole lot. Um, and uh, hit the like button if you like it, and uh you know, the notify button, all that helps us to spread the word. We really uh, appreciate uh, you doing that. Uh, join our Facebook group, 14,000 strong members in our Facebook group. Just go to W5KUB. It's not a personal Facebook group. It's the ham radio Facebook group. So just uh, search for W5KUB and uh, you'll be there. And don't forget, you can listen to us on uh, uh, any podcast carrier out there, iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio, um, uh, any of them out there. All right. Well, hey, that's about all I've got for tonight. We've run out of time, Glenn. What do you think, man? Think hey, I stayed awake. I'm good. Think it's time for popcorn? Oh, absolutely, yes. All right, guys. Well, hey, we'll see you all next week. Thanks for joining us, and, uh, uh, hey, have a safe week, and, We'll uh, we'll see you later, and let's see what do I got to here. Let's see. Try to stay warm, Brett. Yeah, well, let's see what I got. I have, well, I'm I'm going to be in my ski bibs tomorrow, going out there. <laughs> finish, finish the microwave work. It's going to uh. be. Yeah. Okay. 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 All right. Just Good keep night. that weather there. We don't want it over here. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. So you're saying I can ask this cat any questions? The cat is connected to the computer. You just type in the question, and it will read his mind. There the answer goes. You're the man. I've been looking for this for weeks. So now All you have right. a new to do that with. Oh, do what? <laughs> now you have a new cat to do that with. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, he's a mess. He didn't come up 